I want to make something perfectly clear. Anytime that you are in this chat room for ROTC or in one of the chat rooms, if you're a listen, if you're a listener with the privilege, by the way, the privilege of a chat room. And you come in and you say something like, Oh yeah, oh suddenly Mersh is an expert on explosives. I am an expert in nothing. I've never claimed to be an expert in anything. I've never claimed to know 100% what the fuck something is. Never done that. But let's be fair here. I do a show where I can get a thousand people to show up every night to listen to what my retarded opinions are. Well, actually, I was in the chat room for this one. By the definition of... It was only 700. American cultural standards. Oh, okay, I'm listening. That immediately makes whatever I'm saying more important. Well, wait a second. Does it does that hold true for when you make fun of someone with more people listening to them than you? When you go giant killing, does that make the giant more important than you? I'm trying to I'm just trying to keep up with all this, man. I can't do the merch math. Than whatever you think it is. Okay. I know. I think it sucks too. I think it's a fucking I think it's a shitty system, frankly. I don't think it's fair. Okay, okay, that's Um, reasonable. I think we need to change it. I think... Who should we listen to, Mersh? Things uh, should be different. I think we should defer to uh, a combination of uh, uh, landowners and monarchs and scientists. You could have just stopped at landowners. That already gets rid of you. I'm not sure you even own your own bed. Clergymen. People much greater men than myself, but and uh, actually, I'm not even sure you own that chair you're sitting in. You know, there's a rumor out there that Mersh's race car chair—he actually sits in the same chair for Nightwave as he does for ROTC, but he records Revenge of the Sis in one bedroom of Royce's house, and he records Nightwave in his bedroom. So he's every night dragging. His race car chair. Vroom, vroom, vroom. He's dragging his race car chair from room to room to host his wildly successful shows. And clergymen. Oh, clergymen. Yeah, we do need to hear from the clergymen. People much greater men than myself. Again, and uh, the bar is very low for that. I don't know that we need to go right to monarch. But until then, right? Anytime you're in the chat room and you go, oh, like your opinion matters, you're watching this show. You're watching my show. Okay, so what would it mean if a guy's got a show, right, and you list it as one of your friends on your show's website? To me, that implies you watch that guy's show. Now, what if that guy decided to, uh, I don't know, start relentlessly making fun of you over and over again to the point that he's got a new series on his channel called The Merchant. I actually just spit while saying that. I got so excited. What would that mean then, Mersh? So wherever I am on the pecking order, uh-huh. like when you shit on me. Right. Let, well, let me do the Mersh math. Okay. We shit on you. You're below me on the pecking order. So it's 
whatever. But again, I'm on your friend. If you go there right now, ROTC website, go to LGBT.Pizzagate. No, wait, no, the other way around. Pizzagate.LGBT. Go to the Friends tab, and you'll find me, Pot Awful. Ba-ba-ba-bum. I think that kind of starts to change the pecking order. Whatever you're doing to shit on me, you're still blood. Like, if anything, you should want to lift me up. <laughs> what? You raise me up when people shit in my chat room. I give you wrenches and a nod of approval in a turn. You should want to raise me up. This insane rant is part of an amazing little jag Mersh went on during Nightwave the other night when he actually had to explain himself because somebody went pretending to be Mersh in the Opie and Anthony forums. Now, I knew right away this was not Mersh, but the cool thing... Here's what's so cool about Mersh, okay? Because he's a cool guy. One of the coolest things about Mersh is if you fail at trolling him, he'll tell you how it is, man. He'll tell you exactly what you should do next time to make your troll more effective. So we've got an entire clip of Mersh talking about this guy who tried to troll him in the ONA forums and how he could have done it the right way, how he could have made people believe it was actually him. There's just one problem. Everyone did believe it was him, except for me, his greatest troll. I'm the only person I saw saying, this ain't Mersh, come on. This clearly is not him. Maybe that just means I'm slightly more astute than most of the internet, or maybe it means the person doing the impression did a pretty good job. You see the guy doing the impression, the way he characterized Mersh, and the, what, what Mersh had a bone to pick with, is that he made him sound like a sniveling little weasel constantly seeking the approval of people he considers to be lesser than himself. Now, I don't know why it's ironic that he had that little conversation directly before talking about this troll. I don't know why I would think to start this episode off by playing that clip I just played, but I don't know. Call me crazy. It just seemed to fit, didn't it? Anyway, even better than that, and I am going to play that on the show for you tonight, even better than that troll that's been going on, though, you know, I've been talking about this thing I call the Mersh Effect. I believe it is this, it is the psychological phenomenon that forces the people who have decided that Mersh is entertaining or good into white knighting for him. They all create their own Nightwave radio shows, and then they use those shows to guard Mersh's gunt. A lot of people confuse Mersh and Ethan Ralph. They think they're the same guy. It's hard to tell. I know they both have these famous gunt photos out there. They are two different people, you see. While Ethan Ralph is a borderline pedophile with a uh, barely 18 jailbait girlfriend, Mersh is a 37-year-old man who doesn't have a girlfriend at all and no prospects on the horizon. 
So anyway, I've been talking about this Mersh effect, and I thought, well, if we do another episode, I, you know, to be honest, I was going to give it a break on the whole Mersh effect thing for tonight, and then something amazing happened. I thought we would talk about, I don't know, one of, you know, one of his other guys, one of the other white knights in his battalion, and then I got a clip where Mersh himself explains the Mersh effect. I couldn't believe my ears, and I wasn't the only person that noticed this. The Mersh effect, this phenomenon, this concept, is taking off all over the internet. The people who know about Mersh, they've heard about the Mersh effect. We are... We're having a pot-awful effect on the Mersh crowd out there. I've seen comments saying, wow, Jesse was right. The Mersh effect is real. Here he is doing it. It's unbelievable. He's playing into my hands beautifully. So I've got that clip here for you tonight as well. This was clipped by somebody named With Apologies. With Apologies, my uh, thank you, my hat's off to you. 07 in the chat room for with apologies for grabbing this clip. The entire clip is amazing because it actually starts with someone accusing Mersh of copying Red Bar. And of course, that's a fascinating concept for me because, number one, I'm the first person who called out ROTC and Mersh particularly for copying Red Bar. And here I am. I'm the one getting all the bullshit on the internet for quote-unquote copying red bar meanwhile not only am i calling out the people who are copying red bar red bar copying me so i'd love to hear what mersh's response to being called out for copying red bar is do you think he addresses it properly spoilers no he doesn't now i'm going to give you a little taste of the clip where he talks about the mersh effect because it's interesting this whole clip He's supposedly talking about Red Bar. But call me crazy, I have a feeling I may have a home inside his head. I might be living rent-free because the way he describes certain things and certain other podcasters out there, it kind of sounds like Mersh is talking about yours truly, moi. Like, whatever little weird shots and little nasty barbs and things that are being... Which, by the way, a lot of these shows, they do it. They do it behind their little paywalls. Uh, they never do it. They never talk shit on their free shows. They go and go, oh, oh I'm going to oh, I'm gonna stir the pot. I'm going to spill some tea behind my paywall. I would never say I'm going to spill some tea, but I still have a feeling... He might be talking about me. Now, the irony here is I've done many free shows or made paid shows free for the entire public to see all about Mersh. Some of my biggest videos are. I've got two videos that have over 10,000 views where it's just me making fun of ROTC. This idea that I hide behind a paywall um. to make fun of this balding strange man is so ridiculous it would you would have to have some sort of mental block in your head mersh may be the most athletic 
Olympian out there when it comes to mental gymnastics to say something like that. Now, of course, that said, this episode is behind the paywall, but I'll tell you why. I keep doing these episodes behind the paywall, these Mersh Effect episodes behind the paywall, and there is a reason. And it's not to hide it from Mersh or because I'm afraid of retaliation. I've done my biggest stuff about him. I've done all of that out in the open. And it's gotten nothing but love, nothing but praise. I get two or three trolls here or there trying to white knight for Mersh. And even those guys, like Andy's Random Edits, who we talked with last week on the Mersh Effect, those guys watch my show. They like my show. So who cares? So why on earth would I do it behind the paywall? I'll tell you. A lot of my listeners don't like listening about the Mersh stuff. It's so funny that, you know, you would think, well, then why make them pay for it? Well, obviously the people who pay for my show understand it the best. They get what we're going for. You know, you wouldn't believe in in the rest of that clip, he goes on to say that maybe people talk about him behind their paywalls because they're failing, their numbers are slipping, they need a few more shekels, whatever he might have to say about this. It's so funny because every time I post about, hey, we're doing an episode on Mersh in the pizza fund, I get three to four comments saying, "Is and this has happened every week that we've done this, is everything in the pizza fund about Mersh? I want to sign up for the pizza fund, but I'm worried it's all about him and he's so boring. <laughs> Imagine having the ego inside your balding brain. To think that people get more clicks and more dollars if they talk about you. I just had to explain to a guy, listen, the pizza fund has existed since before Revenge of the Sis was a thing. So yes, all of my content is about Revenge of the Sis. Don't sign up. Everything, including the years from before there was a Revenge of the Sis, we were only talking about Mersh. Hey, it's starting to feel that way. I don't blame you, but I want to explain something. The beauty of talking about Mersh, and I say Mersh, ROTC in particular, you know, but Mersh specifically because the reason it's so cool, Mersh is, and I didn't know this going into my alliance with him in the early days, I almost said friendship. Seems a little too far, but... The re- I, I, what I didn't see coming is Mersh is a perfect, perfect, perfect goon. 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 He doesn't know what makes him funny. He's got no idea. He can't stop himself from being a law cow, from being the butt of the joke. Every time he goes to address it, like I just showed you, he makes it worse. And one of my favorite qualities of a goon, they don't all have this. But one of my favorite qualities of a goon is, you know, you can explore their psychology all day. And really, these shows about Mersh, they're not about Mersh. They're about the psychology. You got to get over the idea that the goon, it, the goon stuff is about the goon. It's not. The goon stuff is about how funny is the psychology going on here and how hilarious is it that we can keep tricking these people into making themselves look stupid. But the beautiful thing about Mersh and some of the goons is some of them come pre-packaged with their whole 
own entire universes. It's unbelievable. You get goons on top of goons. Now we've got Mersh and Andy's Random Edits and Royce and Davy Crocco and all of these other people. And then those goons interact with our other goons. It's incredible. This show tonight that I've got for you is jam-packed with goons. Sure, we're calling this episode Mersh on the Mersh Effect, but that's a tiny, tiny portion of everything going on in here. We've got updates on this Sunday's episode about Skylar, but more so than that, we've got updates on Davy Crocco. And the coolest thing of all, Mersh interacting with some of the other goons. Now, number one, we're going to have some updates on the last time we talked about Steven Crowder, something incredible has happened, and I feel like I might be to blame. I've actually got some apologies to make, but more than that, we have Mersh talking to Dick Masterson about Gavin McInnes. This is what it's like when goons collide! You ready to go? I never saw it coming. It's the meeting of the mind that you could never have predicted and you can only get here at Pod Awful. I hope you guys understand. Listen, if you want to join the pizza fund, if you enjoy the stuff we do here and you've been thinking about it, you're like, is it all about Mersh? No. We do two episodes a week and our Friday shows are in the $6 level. Just try it out, okay? We've been doing this for years and our archive is over a thousand hours worth of content listen i would agree with mersh and any of the other haters out there and i use haters because mersh says haters detractors enemies whatever you want to call them i'd agree with them if literally all 1000 hours were about mersh i'd say yeah okay i'm obsessed <laughs> you know i could see your point on that maybe i'm a little obsessed but trust me, the day Mersh stops having this Mersh effect around him is the day I stop talking about him. It's as simple as that. When the goons die, the goons die. We don't talk about the Santa Cruz Joker anymore either. Except on our last Friday show, we did. Okay, that was... That's slightly different. Anyway, this episode is Pizza Fund only. If you want to see the full episode, see the goons collide, see the entire Mersh Gooniverse, you will have to join the $12 level and up. I got a lot of people saying to me, I don't know if you're $12 worth of funny. Well, again, over a thousand hours worth of comedy. If you've been enjoying the free stuff, it's a thousand more hours of that for $12. I don't know. Join it or don't, but that's where you can see the rest of this episode. You can get the live streams and you can get the archives and you can do it all over at podawful.pizza. We don't run ads on this show. We don't have sponsors on this show. We don't waste your time and we don't use Patreon so we don't have to sue them and put you in a lawsuit with them. Oh, seven to the bears out there, by the way. Speaking of Davy Crocco, so join it or don't, I don't really care because I'm not talking about Mersh because my numbers are slipping. If anything, I'd cause them to slip by talking about Mersh, potawful.pizza. Ah!
support the show, join the pizza fund. Potawful.pizza. I mean, there's technically hair there, but all you look at, it's as if you're still... I think his hairline starts at the apex of his head. We might have to do some more Mersh math here. Hang on a second. Let me grab my friend... Ladies and gentlemen, the Telestrator. Okay, yeah, that's right. We're going to do some merch math. So let's just, first of all, let's just highlight the corona of Mersh's head, if you will. Okay, wow. Hang on a second. Look at this. You know, I once had a thumbnail of Mersh looking like a Simpson. I had him as Bart Simpson on a thumbnail. This is Homer J's head. <laughs> Look at this with the yellow. So there's the corona of his head. Okay. That's the top of his head right there. The hair is just coming up off of the top like Doug Funny. <laughs> you know, if he wasn't slicking it back, it would have no body to it. It would just stick straight up like this. It might be time to shave it all off is my point. You know, Royce went full shave. It's a good look for a balding guy. You grow the beard. I mean, you got to do something. The, the beard is a little chunky monkey. There's some strays going on, some stragglers. You're starting to look like a coconut. <laughs> the highest esteem and considered me one of the funniest, most creative. Ooh, look at that. What a great angle. You're getting a lot of yaw on this one. Okay, I think I can, uh, I think we can do our full mathematics going on here that that is potato like that's a full-on potato let me actually just draw see we've got a good view of the back of his head here too that's pretty good right there i would say that's pretty good uh, you know what though i'm not being fair like i'm trying to cartoon it out a little bit let me do this all right let me draw over every single aspect so we get the clearest picture possible of this because i want to do as close to what is actually going on here is possible. So we'll get even get his eyebrow ridge in there. Okay, we've got that. And then let's get his lip. Don't want to be unfair to the lip there. And we're going to try to draw under the hair. We don't really want to see the hair. So let's get his chin in there. Okay. And... Let's be as fair to him as possible. Let's assume there's like a millimeter of hair, of skull under his hair. All right. But it's kind if you do that, it's kind of, he's almost flat headed in a way. It's weird. It's like flat headed in the top and then flat headed in the back, but then it kind of curves out again. I don't know. That, that almost seems weird, but that is where everything is. Right there. Okay, well, we'll go with that. And then he's got this little eye here. Okay, he's kind of angry looking. He, you know, he's got these arch eyebrows, so he's kind of angry looking all the time. <sighs> hmm. And then we'll just draw his ear in just for good measure. Okay, get all that in there. Now, you know what? Maybe I'm being unfair. 
I might have been unfair. There might be slightly, you know what, maybe his hair isn't all the way. I was getting excited because I thought maybe his hair had started to reach the back of his head. That's how far back on his head his hair was. But I think I'm wrong. But this is nice. What's what's cool about this is now we can do a little bit of phrenology on Mersh. Let's actually minimize this video here for a second. And let's just... Okay, let's do this. Hang on, let me get the desktop. Okay, perfect. So we've got the desktop off of there. Now we can take a close look at Mersh's head shape. Now this is a full-on Mersh head shape, okay? And I have to say, phrenology-wise, it's not looking good. You know, I don't know if you guys ever study phrenology, but this is an exact copy of what Mersh's head looks like Meanwhile, I've got here some old text. You know, phrenology is kind of an outdated science, but I still believe in it. And I have here some pictures from a phrenology textbook. Let's take a look. Oh, boy. Well, that's not good. This might explain why Mersh is not married. You know, we've got a genuine husband's head shape, and he has a full head of hair. He's got a nice round brain case because he has all that nice brain inside. The front of his face looks the way you'd expect, you know. He looks like Bing Crosby. And then an unreliable husband. <laughs> well, we'll just say he looks a lot like Mersh. Wow. You might just have to see the video version of this. I'm sorry, audio people. Sorry, nigga. This content right here is pizza fun only. Hot awful dot pizza. This shit is beef. Hot awful dot pizza. We got shooters in these streets. 